Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Friday, January 12th. Yesterday, we talked about offensive contract situations for the Jaguars entering the 2024 offseason. There's a lot of change happening in Jacksonville right now. Obviously, no defensive coordinator at the moment. But I think regardless of the defensive coordinator, you can look at some of these defensive contract situations and try to start parsing out what the Jaguars could do, what the Jaguars should do, what they might do, all that fun stuff. So we're going to dive into it here today. If you enjoyed the content here, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com shop and pick up some new Duval gear. So talking these defensive contract situations, the Jaguars, according to SpotRack, they have $29 million in cap space for 2024, according to over the cap.com they have 14 million my guess is tangibly effectively it's somewhere in the middle of those two numbers either way though there are clear paths to a lot of salary cap space for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2024 and they should be using it they should be doing the best they can to create salary cap space to try to upgrade this roster they're in a championship window right now with Trevor Lawrence they have a lot of talent but they need to fortify some specific areas of this roster in order for the talent to flourish and i'm talking about the trenches mainly but looking at the defense right Josh Allen he is a free agent okay you have got to re-sign Josh Allen you know this is this is your single season franchise leader in sacks, this is a guy that in five seasons with the team is already second on the all-time sack list, a guy that consistently puts up pressures, a guy that consistently uh, affects the quarterback, and he's a very good run defender. He's a leader. Uh, it's ridiculous that he wasn't voted a team captain this year, in my opinion. Josh Allen needs to come back. Now, talking about the contract, right? What is it going to look like? Well, guys that have performed in his range recently have gotten in between 25 and 30 million. Look, Nick Bosa, he's getting 34 million a year. I think that's a complete outlier. I, I do not think that the Nick Bosa contract is realistic. So I'm looking at in between 25 and 30 million, and that's a very big gap. But overall, over the course of the contract, the difference between 25 and 30 is not going to majorly impact your salary cap long term. So I'd be fine if you want to go into the contract situations talking about around 25 million per year for Josh Allen over about four years. Um, whatever he wants, probably four years. That's what they've done for the big time contracts. Uh, but you want to start at 25 and he says, no way, that's fine. I would be willing to go up to 30. I'd be willing to make him the second highest paid edge rusher in the NFL. Because that's the way it goes. When you are an elite player at a at a position like edge, like defensive end slash outside linebacker, um, the way it goes, it's cyclical. He is going into the, the prime of his career. He is coming off a monster season, coming off a huge uh you know, a huge rookie deal, right? Like this is a guy that really performed as a first round pick throughout his contract at a very high level. Um, 
you, you gotta you gotta sign him. You gotta bring him back. It's the most obvious decision. And I don't think you need to use the franchise tag. I know everyone talks about, well, they'll probably franchise tag Josh Allen. I think that's crazy because you know you want Josh Allen here, right? So go get it done. Get the deal done. And then you can use the franchise tag to help you elsewhere, right? You don't need to use the franchise tag on a player uh, as good as Josh Allen when you have the cap space available to sign him. Like if they sign him to a deal in between 25 and 30 million per year, he's not going to have a year one cap hit in 2024 of 25 to 30 million. It's going to probably be about half that. So you're talking about 12 to 15 million dollar cap hit. The Jaguars easily have the money to do that. And if they want to, they can make it probably 30 to 40 percent of the average annual value for the year one cap it with the big signing bonuses. So you could be talking about 10 to $12 million for a 2024 cap hit for Josh Allen for a monster deal. I think that's the direction you go. I don't think you use the franchise tag on Josh Allen. I don't think you need to play hardball. Uh, you didn't play hardball when you overpaid Christian Kirk, according to market value two years ago. You didn't do that when you overpaid Foye Luikin, according to market value two years ago. When you overpaid Foley Fatukasi, according to market value two years ago. So go make Josh Allen the second highest paid edge, whatever he wants. Get it done. Again, I'm not saying you pay him Nick Bosa money. He's getting $34 million per year. That is an outlier contract. But anything in between $25 and $30 million, I think makes sense for Josh Allen. And I think he's earned it in a big way. So get off my soapbox for a second. Foye Luikin. He has a $21.7 million cap hit in 2024. You can cut him pre-June 1 and save $7.2 million against the cap. You would also save $15 million by doing a post-June 1 cut. But when you do post-June 1 cuts, you don't get the cap relief until after June 1st. So it doesn't help you in the first wave of free agency. Now, it does give you cap relief long-term, and usually the post-June 1 cuts are more for teams that are in a rebuild that don't really want to spend a bunch of salary cap in that offseason, but they will want to use their salary cap you know, next year. Uh, so I think that the Jaguars, most of the guys that they end up moving on from, I think it will not be post-June 1. They're going to want that cap savings up front so they can go try to upgrade their roster in free agency, which they absolutely have to do. If they're sitting on their hands again in free agency, that's not going to be good. That is not what you want to see from this football team. That's what they did last year, and you saw what happened, okay? So, again, Foye Lucan. Pre-June 1 cut, you save $7.2 million. Post-June 1, you'd save $15 million, but I don't really think post-June 1 helps you all that much. So, Foley Fatukasi, next guy up that we're talking about here. He has a $12.8 million cap hit in 2024. You save $3.5 million by cutting him pre-June 1, $8 million by cutting him post-June 1. So, obviously that's a big cut candidate right there. Rayshon Jenkins has a $12.2 million cap hit. You save $5 million by cutting him pre-June 1. $5.1 million. Darius Williams, your top corner in 2023. He has a $10.5 million cap hit. You saved $10 million by cutting him pre-June 1. I mean, that is the most clear cap saving situation that there is on the roster. When you talk about uh, dead money, there's pretty much none if you want to cut Darius Williams. Now, you can't cut Devon Hamilton or Roy Robertson-Harris. You save no money by doing so. It does not help you from a cap situation. 
Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco, they're all on rookie contracts. Obviously, Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco are entering the final years of their rookie contracts, which I think could be a good thing for the 2024 Jaguars, you know, guys trying to make that money. Uh, Dewey, not worth cutting, not going to save enough to make it valuable, in my opinion. You got to decide. There's some some young guys, Dewan Smoot, Daniel Thomas, Caleb on Chason, Adam Gotts is not a young guy, but an expensive guy, and Trey Herndon. Not a young guy either, but a starter for you at nickel. Uh, you got to decide if you want to bring any of those guys back. So those are the big decisions that you're looking at. If you want to cut guys, if you want to extend players to save on their 2024 cap hit, um, there's there's a lot of different things that the Jaguars have to consider. And going through that list of players we talked about, the big names, there's no way you move on from Foya Lucan, right? I just don't think there's any way you do that. You could save a ton Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And based on how you've addressed linebacker over the last couple years, you would think you have a plan of succession, right? You do have Chad Muma waiting in the wings. I mean, you could say, let's just roll with Chad Muma and Devin Lloyd as our starters. But Foye is the leader of that defense. He is a performer. That would shock me if they move on from him. A restructure would not surprise me. And in fact, I'd probably be in favor of it. He's 28 years old. I think he's just reaching into the prime of his career. Um, But moving on from him would shock me. Again, you do save a lot, but I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze when you talk about getting rid of somebody who's that integral to your defense. Now, you're bringing in a new defensive coordinator. Maybe they don't see his skill set as valuable as what you just had, but uh, and that will impact things, I think, the new defensive coordinator, but I would be surprised if they moved on from Foye. Now, Foley, Fatou Kasi, I think you've got to move on from him. This is a good guy, uh, a good guy out there. But you got to try to upgrade what he's been giving you. When healthy, he has been okay. He's not great against the run. He's not a very good pass rusher either. But he's barely been healthy as well. So I think you got to upgrade. I would not be surprised if they did post-June 1 for him to get some cap relief later in the summer. I also wouldn't be surprised if they just do it from the jump to save the $3.5 million. He was a puzzling signing at the time of signing. And I don't think it ever became clear exactly uh, why they thought that it was a good idea to pay him $10-plus plus million a year. I also think you move on from Rayshon Jenkins. Not a top performer, very inconsistent, not very fast at this point in his career. You save over $5 million by cutting him pre-June 1. You have Antonio Johnson. You have Dewey. I think that you are ready to move on from Rayshon. I thought he was a surprising signing at the time, too. This is a good guy, a good teammate, a guy who can make plays for you. But he's too inconsistent. He's not athletic enough. I don't think that he is worth what you're paying him. And I don't think he's worth extending. Love the guy, but that's just the way I see it. Darius Williams. This contract situation is juicy, right? Again, you saved $10 million straight up against the cap in 2024 by moving on. He's also 31 years old. About to be. He'll turn 31 in the next couple months. But he's also one of your very best performers. I think you got to keep him. I say you extend him, not for a long time, for a year or two, um, and save. By doing that, you will save 
a good chunk of change against the cap in 2024. And uh, you keep him around because I don't think you are in a position to create more holes. All these players I've talked about moving on from, Foley Fatukasi, Rayshon Jenkins. Uh, I don't think that by moving on from them, you're creating a hole. I think you either have the answers or you have to upgrade what you have, right? Um, I don't think that that you you need to create the hole by moving on from Darius Williams, who's one of your best players, who uh, since moving outside during the middle of the 2022 season has been fantastic for you overall. Got to keep Darius Williams. Trey Herndon, I think you probably bring back for another go-around super cheap. You also try to upgrade there. Obviously, you know Antonio Johnson and rundowns can play nickel for you. You don't want him out there trying to cover. But in clear rushing situations, you can play Antonio Johnson at nickel as well. Drop him down over there. Uh, Defensive tackle, or excuse me, I wrote DT. Daniel Thomas, he is a great special teamer. So maybe you keep him just for the special team's value. Um, and the depth, but uh, other than that, I don't know. You know, Dewan Smoot, maybe I love the guy. He's Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, for the Jaguars this year, but he wasn't the same post-Achilles. He just was not. He maybe rushed back. You know, you've seen guys struggle to uh, perform at the level that they did prior to an Achilles injury. So that's tough for me. I mean, maybe if you can bring him back super cheap, but I don't think you should be looking at him as your third edge rush option. That's one of the things that killed the Jaguars this year is is not addressing edge enough. I mean, Caleb on chase on, I think you got to let him walk. Adam Gotts is like the guy. Don't think he changes much either way for you when you talk about the outlook. So, you know, either way, whatever. Um, I think the money you save by moving on from Rayshon Jenkins and Foley Fatukasi restructuring Darius Williams and Foye Aluakon, hopefully. And some of the potential moves we talked about on the offensive side of the ball yesterday, I think you've got to go try to upgrade your defensive interior. Again, you're going to have Devon Hamilton. You're going to have Roy Robertson-Harris. I think you pray that Devon can get back to full strength, which he was not this year, after the back infection situation that happened. Um, But you can definitely go add a piece or two on the defensive front and sign Josh Allen. Obviously, that's primary. Uh, that is that is what you want to do, right? Bringing Josh Allen back is the primary goal. It is the most important thing you can do. But you've also got to upgrade that defensive interior. Fortunately for the Jaguars, and of course, not all these guys will hit the market because that's the way free agency works, but... Chris Jones, Christian Wilkins, DJ Reader, Justin Matabuike, Leonard Williams, Grover Stewart, Tyree Tart, Sheldon Rinkins, all those guys are set to hit free agency. Go get one or two of them, right? Um, Chris Jones, not going to leave Kansas City in all likelihood. A lot of these guys will stay put, but not all of them will stay put. You've got to upgrade your interior. I think you need to do it before the draft so you're not pigeonholed. Go get one of these free agents that's available and upgrade your your interior. And for me, the the tiers of those players I just mentioned, I think Chris Jones is in a tier by himself. I think Christian Wilkins, DJ Reader, and Justin Matabuike are that second tier. I think Leonard Williams, Grover Stewart are the next tier. And then Tyre Tart and Sheldon Rankin's in a tier below those guys. So that's kind of how I look at that tiered out. But you've got to go upgrade that interior defensive line. It was pathetic down the stretch. There is a clear path to $60-plus million in cap space without losing impact players. That will help you bring back Josh Allen. That will help you upgrade your interior of your defensive line. That will help you figure out what you're doing at receiver. 
right? Calvin Ridley's a free agent. That will also help you upgrade your interior offensive line. So there's a lot of ways the Jaguars can improve this year between free agency, the the cap that they can create by by restructuring some, by cutting some, by extending some, and obviously through the NFL draft as well. They have the 17th overall pick. The Jaguars have got to do some upgrading of this roster, especially in the trenches. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com shop, pick up some new Duval gear. Y'all have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.